Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Mike, today on Think Smart, I thought you and I might want to have a discussion about where people should retire. I came across an interesting study by the visual capitalist, and what they had done is they had looked at if you had a million dollars, where should you retire? If you had a million dollars of investable assets, what would be the best city to retire in? And they were looking in down in the U.S., and I thought I'd share just some of that information with you. And then maybe you and I can talk about where we see some of our clients have been retiring lately and, and why. So here's the interesting news. So the great places to retire in the States, Memphis is number one. 45.3 years. So your money would last for 45 years if you retired in Memphis. I've been to Memphis. <laughs> I don't know if you'd last so 45 I, years. <laughs> I know I wouldn't last 45 years. I, I remember my daughter had a, um, uh, she, she was a field hockey player and she was looking at going to a U.S. college. And she was recruited by the school down in Memphis. And we went down and she played in a tournament down there. And I remember driving around and going, this is the most depressing place in the world. Now, I might have been in the bad part of town. I don't know that. But I was, I was just surprised. It, in the middle of the day in the downtown, it seemed like nothing was going on. But it appears to be a very cheap place to retire. Do you think Elvis thought of that? Well, I don't know. It was probably... He didn't make the 45 years. <laughs> no, no, he didn't make it that long. Um, some other places that are similar, uh, El Paso, 40 years, Wichita, Kansas, 39.7 years. So those are, those are, I'll call them in, you know, you've got a 40-year time horizon. Now, the interesting thing is the average American only needs about 14 to 17 years. So if they retire at, you know, 65, let's say, if they 14 years would put them to 79, if they make it to 17 years, that puts them to 82, which is about right. So if you lived in those places, your money would last, go a long way. Some other places closer to the middle, and these are in the 30 uh, range, uh, 35 years, Baltimore. Uh, San Antonio, pretty nice place. You and I have been there a few times, 34.4 years. And Houston, Texas, 30 years. We go down into the 20s and we get into some cities like Chicago, 26 years, Las Vegas, 24.8. But has a high standard deviation. <laughs> well, I'm not sure <laughs> many Vegas. people would last 24 years in Vegas. Yeah. Certainly not if they go to the wrong side of the tracks there. It's anywhere between one day and 24 years. <laughs> I, I know. Three days in Vegas seems like an eternity. And then we get down to Denver, which would be a pretty nice place to live at, at you know, lasting 20 years. So where are the expensive places? And some of these numbers are just astronomical. Boston, 15 years. It's not a long time. You know, you, you, you wouldn't make it necessarily through that retirement of 14 to 17 years. LA, 14 years. New York City, 13 years. But the worst place to retire, San Francisco. Yeah. Eight years. That's not long. That means you're going through money pretty quickly. Well, you know, it's funny. I was down uh, with my sister uh, last week, and we're and she was living in uh, the New York area, and she retired and moved down to Florida. 
and said it was the greatest move in her life, that reposition, because living in New York, unless you're making New York type of salaries, there's no point in being in New York. You can't afford it. So as soon as that income stops, you can no longer afford uh, the cost of housing in New York, the cost of food in the New York, the cost of entertainment in New York. And sometimes it's not only the, it's not only the things you have to do, it's things you're going to choose to do. You know, if you're in, if you're around New York, you're going to go to Broadway probably, you know, once every couple of months, you're going to go into the city and it gets expensive just to keep up with the neighbors. You're not going to your local playhouse to watch whatever's coming into town for the next two months. Yeah, because your friend's going to say, Let, what, what are we going to do tonight? And in New York, what they're going to do is certainly going to be a lot more expensive than what they're going to do in Wichita, Kansas. Just everything's more expensive, whether you're using, you know, the taxi service or whether it's Uber, uh, even even things like property taxes, all those things. And that's what add, that's what makes some of these cities so expensive to live in. I went through the numbers, and the numbers are even more interesting almost than the number of years that your money would last. Um, so in Memphis, you could live off of $22,000 a year. If you had 30000 a year that you could spend, that's where Baltimore, San Antonio, Tucson, and Jacksonville, Florida come in. And, you know, you mentioned your sister with Florida. It's dramatically cheaper. If you get to $40,000 a year, Atlanta, Georgia, Vegas, Nevada, Sacramento, California, um, you get above $60,000, you're pretty limited. That's, that's Washington, D.C., San Diego, California, Long Beach, and Boston. We talked about San Francisco. $120,000 a year would be the cost, roughly, of retiring in San Francisco. I think the other thing, too, is San Francisco. It's a very small area, right? And when you look at some of these other cities, what happens is, uh, remember, these are averages, too, right? Uh, when you look at one of these cities, we talk about the average between the, the high-end uh, residents and the low-end residents, so they come up with the average. I don't think San Francisco has a very low-end place in it, does it? No, it, it really doesn't. It's, it's a pretty small community that's pretty well off. And if it did, it's getting bought out and, and uh, revitalized because yep. that's what always happens in those cities where everything's too expensive. There's no cheap part of the city anymore. So what are we starting to see in terms of our clients? Have you seen any of your clients that you're meeting with move to smaller towns? Oh, Collinwood, I've had probably 10 clients move to Collinwood in the last two to three years. Um, just from the city, it's pretty typical now. The values of properties in the city have gone up so much. And the problem that's happening now, Collinwood properties are going up with them because everyone's moving out there. But people take a look, they're done working, and they say, you know, I like to ski, I like to bike ride, I like to run, I like to be outdoors. There's no use in me being close to the city anymore and paying these premiums because I don't have to go in the office anymore. And I'm curious to how this is going to work when you know, no one has to go to the office just because of the move to remote locations. I think that's why you've seen this big push in prices in cottage country. People are realizing they don't have to be geographically close to where they work anymore. And and the question is, how long will that last? But, you know, it's funny. Um, my wife and I, we were in Collingwood just recently, and we were just there for a, a couple of hours. We were walking on the main street, and we bumped into two people we knew. And, you know, we hadn't seen them in a number of years, probably 10 and 15 years, but it was, I was so surprised. Like I could walk Richmond Hill for hours and not bump into anyone I knew, except some of the other people that I've seen walking and I don't know them. Yep. 
But here in Collingwood, you're often going to bump into someone that you know. It's, a, it's got that small town feel. We've had clients move to Barrie, smaller town feel, and Barrie's growing rapidly. We've had some clients go out west to Victoria. Not many go to Vancouver. And once again, that goes back to the, you know, San Francisco problem. It's just too expensive. Toronto's becoming too expensive to retire in. Well, the other thing is, you know, I always tell people that uh, the distance from the CN Tower is associated with the cost of everything. And you know where that's really prevalent too is retirement homes. When you look at retirement homes, how much people pay, if you're up in, let's say, the Barrie area or in that, that area, people are paying, you know, 4000 to $5,000 a month. As you start to move into the Richmond Hills, Thornhill area, I see it going up to $6,500 a month. And when people want to be in the downtown, I see it going up to around $10,000 a month. So it's very much related to the distance from the CN Tower. So a couple of things that I think are important that you may not think of, especially if you're in your 60s and you're looking, where, where am I going to retire to? But certainly the cost of the home plays a role. How close are you to hospitals? That, that's something that's come up time and time again. We've had clients that retire to a small place, but the hospital's too far away. And the other thing too, just because I've had a lot of experience going through this, it's not only a hospital, it's a hospital that can actually do something. Like I'm up in Huntsville. If you have more than a stitch in your finger, you don't really want to be in there, right? So it if you want to, if you live in Huntsville and you want to go to hospital, it's Barry or a Sudbury. Those are your two choices. Ingrid and I have always talked about how lucky we are. We can get to the airport literally within twenty to twenty-five minutes. You know, Toronto Pearson Airport, which you can get basically anywhere in the world. If you move too far away from those major airports, you've got a two-hour drive each way. And, and so that plays a role. And if you move even further out, you may have to take another plane to, to get to Toronto Pearson. And you want to be at least an hour from an NHL team. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you, if, that's something, if that's your passion, you don't want to be too far away. Where are your kids going to end up? And do you, do you follow your kids? And you follow your kids and then they get moved somewhere else and you're left being out where you don't want to be. Where are your friends going to live? Who's going to move first? Are you going to follow them? So all those things I think you need to take into account. The cost of retirement, the cost of living in different cities plays a role, but there's lots of other factors. That's good for another week. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management. listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.